hold heaven. West Virginia, Blue Ridge Mountains, and the River. Life is older, older than the trees, younger than the mountains, growing like a breeze. Country roads take me home to the place. West Virginia, Mountain Mama, take me home, country road. And we're back. This is Dump on the Ump, Season 5, Week 24. Ladies and gentlemen, this is ostensibly a baseball podcast. Thank you so much for listening. It's been a while since we've done this. Coming in from Champaign, Illinois, my name is Joel, and with me this afternoon, July 3rd, as per usual, is Sam. Sam, how's it going? Hey, Joel. It's, uh, going good. Glad to be back. I am b- broadcasting live, as usual, out of Brooklyn, New York. Uh, my hot take this Today, oh, first of all, happy birthday, America, you crazy bitch. You made it. You made it another year. Um, my hot take today has to do with uh, the Major League All-Star Game, which is coming up next week, right? It's not this week. Uh, anyway, it has to do with All-Star snubs. Two Red Sox players who absolutely deserve to be in the All-Star Game got snubbed real hard this year. Xander Bogarts and Rafael Devers. Uh, Bogarts actually was announced that he took a injured person's slot on the team today, but neither of them got voted in. And it's kind of interesting because there's all of these snubs all every year for the All-Star game, but it never seems to happen to me. Right. But, like, there's always people from Tampa Bay that are like, oh, I'm playing a pretty good year. Why didn't I get voted in? I'm like, shut the fuck up, Florida man. <clears throat> but this year... It cut a little bit too close to home, and it's fucking ridiculous. That's my hot take, is that the All-Star game this year is fucking ridiculous. I'm sorry to hear that, Sam. Very sorry to hear that. Well, uh, my hot take for this week is I never want to be in a car ever again. Got home late last night from the 2019 Dump on the Ump summer road trip jamboree. Five baseball games in two weeks. I put 2,519 miles on my 2015 Honda Fit. So, Honda, if you are listening, sponsor our podcast. I will only post if you want me to. I'll just post pictures of my car on the internet. This could be Dump on the Ump brought to you by Honda. It could be the official Honda Dump on the Ump. Honda Fit, Honda Sports broadcast half hour. Right. Honda Fit podcast slash baseball. Exactly. We could give you naming rights, right? It's no longer Comiskey Field. It's guaranteed rate field. It's no longer Dump on the Ump. This is Honda on the Ump. Yeah. Honda Fit Dump on the Ump. (laughs) Dump on the Ump. But good to be back. Thanks for everybody who hung out with us on the road trip. We'll definitely talk about that later this week. 
before we move on, I want to give a shout out. It's been two weeks since we podcasted, and I apologize for that. But I was really excited. Like people kept listening to the show, even though we weren't posting. So um, shout out Bend, Oregon, Pearland, Texas, Sydney, Florida, Newport, Kentucky, Monticello, Illinois, Providence, Rhode Island, Big Sky, Montana, Waterford, Michigan, Brookline, Massachusetts, Nagano, Japan. That's oh. a good one. Yeah. Tam- Tampere, Finland, question mark? And everyone else who listened to our episodes, please continue to do so. And find us on all your apps and social media platforms. You can check us up, soundcloud.com backslash umpinhemp. You can also find us on Facebook. We got some new Facebook uh, members this week. Tweet at us at Dump on the Ump. And we've got Instagram, Dump on the Ump. And the most important one that I always forget, find us on Apple iTunes. Please give us a rating, a review, and a subscription. And tell your friends, man, I was driving all over the country, going to bars, stealing people's phones, hitting that subscribe button. Joel's wanted in Pennsylvania now. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, we'll get into that later. Probably. Probably, yeah. All right. So, Sam, get us started. Oh, nope. I got it. Before we move on, I almost forgot a very special shout out to our listeners in Sheboygan, Wisconsin. We miss you guys. And we found Sam. No, Zach found this headline, right? Yeah, my brother. Yeah. Texted us this this article that has to do with Sheboygan. <laughs> Serial toilet cloggers sentenced to probation and jail time. <laughs> 35-year-old man was sentenced Monday to three years probation for clogging women's toilets in Dillon Park and at his place of work. Now, wasn't clogging them with shit. He was, like, throwing trash into the women's toilets until they would clog. Hmm. Why? Um, He apologized for the damage and stress he caused in a statement he read during the sentencing. Uh, It's like a weird... What's the word I'm trying to look for? Not spontaneous. Here it is. He told police he gets urges to do odd things, like look for bottles in the garbage to plug toilets. He said he stopped when he heard police were investigating. (laughs) Well, that's pretty fucked up. Right. My theory was that was the guy who was listening to our podcast. Wow. He he was just like taking these incredibly massive (laughs) dumps in public toilets and listening to the dump on the ump. as like something to pass the time. (laughs) Yeah. Probably. Well, everybody does weird stuff. All right, let's move on. Let's get to some uh, headlines. Moving on to some headlines. Moving on to some headlines. Sam, I'm going to kick us off here. Yeah. Uh, So the Women's World Cup, which is going on right now, and the final, the Women's World Cup final is set between the United States and the Netherlands. The Netherlands defeated Sweden this afternoon 1-0. Do they call it nail in soccer? Yeah. Yeah, 1-0 in extra time. And the Americans dispatched England in the other semifinal, two to one. Final match will be on Monday. 
uh, with the Americans listed as the heavy favorites. Um, in so I have a question for you, Joel, and I don't know if you watched this match, but in the uh, America England match, an American woman scored a goal, ran over to the English stands, and mocked sipping tea, uh, holding a saucer and sipping tea with her pinky up. So my question to you is, do you think that stepped over the line, or was that all in good fun celebration trolling style? Uh, I don't think it was stepping over the line at all. I think if you beat the English at any sport, you can mock them for their tea-drinking ways in right. sport. I think especially it's 4th of July, it's Boston Tea Party time. Right. You know, if we get an opportunity to shove it in the face of the English, we should do it. I didn't watch the game. I only watched the highlight. Did you watch the game? Did you no. watch the live? No. Because my question, that. maybe the fans uh, or listeners can help us out. If there were mostly French people at that game, they would have loved that, right? Because the French hate the English. Right. So and I think that was And are mostly play. coffee drinkers, I think. And are mostly coffee drinkers, exactly. So I think that was a great troll job. Keep it up. Of course, right. the week before, uh, I think it was Megan Rapinoe, celebrated a goal with the uh, golf clap after they got shit for piling on against Thailand and celebrating too hard. Uh-huh. So she scored a goal. I, I forget who it was against, but she gave the polite golf clap to show that she wasn't celebrating too hard. So these this U.S. women's national team, they are everything that's great about America right now, including <laughs> A-plus troll jobs of their opponents. Yeah, I think also, I agree with you. I don't think it was going over the line for two reasons. Uh, One, anything to, like, bring some excitement to that fucking game. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, the the Netherlands beat Sweden 1-0 in extra time. Like, games are already an hour and a half long. So they were, like, probably in their hundredth minute when they scored that goal. And that's like the first thing that happened the entire game. So I say anything to add a little bit of like zazz to the game, uh, especially for the Americans who like just soccer is not, does not catch on here the same way. Right. And then secondly, I feel like tea is like the ultimate symbol of not to get like too meta here, but like the ultimate symbol of English colonialism. Okay. And, therefore is 100% free game. They're like, oh, don't make fun of us for drinking tea. And it's like, well, don't enslave the entire subcontinent of (laughs) India. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, totally. I I love it. I was going a different direction because you've got Kermit the Frog meme of sipping tea. Oh, right. You know, you've got layers of meaning there. Sure. It's not just like up yours to the British. It's also, you know, that's what you do on the internet when you're too cool for school. Right. Yeah. Pinky up. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I, I'm rooting for the Americans to win it all. I expect them to be able to win it all. They've had a couple of tough matches. The English match was tough. Um, and the, they beat the French also, who are another... Uh, one of the better teams in the World Cup. So ho- hopefully the Americans aren't too overconfident, but I don't, I don't think they are. No, they seem to like they have a good vibe going, you know. Yeah. They're like, 
they're mocking the other teams. They seem to be pulling together. You know, their best player, whoever held that record, she didn't even play in the England game. Okay. Um, she had set the record for like consecutive World Cup matches with a goal scored or something, and then yeah. she like pulled her hammy in the French game and didn't play at all in the English game. So yeah. I think that they're, I think that they're gonna be okay. I, I do you mean Rapinoe, Megan Rapinoe? Do I? I don't know. <laughs> I think so. She's had she has five goals and two assists so far in this cup. Right. Um, she went to the University of Portland and was born in Redding, California. Huh. I had no idea. Shout out to Redding, California. It's hot there. Yeah. It's hot yeah. here. It's hot everywhere. <laughs> hot in France, actually. It's hot in France. Yeah. Those are some hot ass games. Yeah. All right. Speaking of Americans abroad, uh, last week, the Yankees and the Red Sox played the first ever London series. So we can have the whole we can do two uh, topics, Sam, making fun of the English today if we want to. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Unfortunately, the Yankees swept the Red Sox. They won both games. There was crazy amount of offensive output in these two games. Game one, the Yankees won 17 to 13, and game two, the Yankees won 12 to 8. The combined 50 runs set a record for any two games in the entirety of the Yankees Red Sox series, and game one's combined 37 hits also set a record for any Red Sox Yankees game. I've got a couple of questions about this. Was there any particular reason for so much offense in these two games? And in the big picture, have the hated New York Yankees locked up the AL East in the year of our Lord 2019? I hate that question. Sorry. Um, Well, I think that as far as the first question, like why all the offense, I have no idea. I feel like maybe the fix was in and they like, that was my thought. Like yeah. weird, like opiates in the pitcher, like the bullpen water cooler, you know. And so the pitchers were maybe a little bit off because it wasn't like, you know, you can't just point to one pitching staff. Both teams scored a shitload of runs. Yeah. Um. And well, and then also that stadium's pretty small is what I heard. And also on the artificial turf, apparently everything was moving wicked fast. That would make sense. The other theory I heard on TV was that the way the stadium was set up, it made it very easy for the hitters to see the ball coming out of the pitcher's hand. Right. I don't know how much of a difference that would make. But that was a theory that at first when somebody said that, I was like, that's crazy. But as the games went on, Maybe there's something to that. No, that's a real thing for sure. Because there's certain, like, when the Red Sox play day games, they put a black tarp over the center field seats because you can't see the ball coming if there are people out there. Um, So that's something that can, you know, be adjusted. Um, But as to your second question, I mean, I don't know. I think it's still – we're getting close to the – point where the Red Sox have to start focusing on the wild card, I think. Yeah. I hate to say that. And it's still only halfway through the season. And, you know, I I still think that if the Red Sox can shore up their 
bullpen and starting rotation, they can go on a run because they are scoring so many fucking runs. Yeah. Uh, that being <laughs> said, it, you know, something's got to give big time. You can't just like right. wait for it to develop. Something's got to change right yeah. now if they're going to yeah. make a run at the at the division. Right. I'm looking at baseball prospectus right now. They give the New York Yankees a 75% chance of winning the AL East and a 98% chance of making the playoffs. The Rays, they give a 21% chance in the division and an 88% chance of making the playoffs. The Red Sox, they give a 2% chance of winning the division and a 36% chance of making the playoffs. So, yeah, the not Red great. Sox, not good. Not good. The Red Sox right now, they're 45 and 40. They are out of the playoff picture right now. They're behind the Indians, the Athletics, and the Rangers. Um, so, yeah, Boston needs to make a change. They've got the and Rays, too, right? Yeah, but right. For the second, the Rays have the first wild card as it stands oh, okay. right now. As it stands, if as it stands immediately right now, the Rays have the first wild card, and the second wild card would go to Oakland. Right. And very close between Boston, Cleveland, Oakland, and Texas. So yeah, what's what's if you are the manager of the Boston Red Sox, if you freaky Friday into Alex Cora's body, what? Would the what immediate change would you make? Well, I don't necessarily think that the change needs to be made at the managerial level. I think that the change needs to be made via either people coming up and performing from the minor leagues. Nate Avaldi is going to come back from the disabled list. They say he's going to move into the closer role, which might add some stability to the bullpen. But also there needs to be stability in the pitching staff too. So I think that <clears throat> honestly. There may be too much wrong with this team right now to fix at the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. And I've been seeing some things on the internet of people saying that the Red Sox should be actually be sellers at the trade deadline. Oh, wow. Which would, which would be an interesting kind of take. Yeah. Yeah. That would be a surprise. I probably would not advise that, but. No, I wouldn't advise that either. Um, but there's definite glaring deficiencies in the Red Sox lineup right now, specifically with the pitching staff. And I'm not sure that that's something that can be remedied at the trade deadline. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Still a long ways to go. If I had to bet uh, 50 bucks on it, I'd still say that the Red Sox get into the playoffs Maybe as the second wild card, maybe as the first wild card. I still haven't given up on Tampa Bay coming back to take that division. Right. I could see I could see Red Sox Yankees in wild card game. Right. Be- <clears throat> I still haven't given up on the Red Sox taking the division. Right. Good. But it's starting to look more and more like a long shot. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Speaking of well, I don't know. Speaking of what? New York okay. sports? <laughs> oh, wait. Of sad yeah, yeah. baseball That's, stories. Yeah, sad baseball stories. <laughs> uh, this is kind of the, like, 
this is kind of like the twilight zone of baseball we're getting into right now. But uh, the New York Mets, everybody's favorite fuck ups. <laughs> uh, the Mets Sam's, added two. Sam's wearing a Mets shirt right now, by the way. <laughs> the Mets added two living players to their in memoriam section of their 1969 tribute video montage. Uh, Jim Gosker and Jesse Hudson were, to their surprise, pronounced dead on the Jumbotron by <laughs> the Major League organization. Uh, to be fair to the Mets, neither one of those players played more than a handful of games for the club that year, but neither of them were even invited to the ceremony. Like, no one even bothered to... They're like, oh, these guys, oh, they're probably dead. <laughs> and threw, threw them on the in-memoriam reel. Uh, so, and then to add insult to injury, the following day, the Mets broadcasted a apology slash correction on the Jumbotron saying, actually, these two guys aren't dead. And <laughs> in that video, they misspelled Jesse Hudson's name to J-E-S-S-I-E instead of J-E-S-S-E. <clears throat> so my question here, Joel, is what the fuck? <laughs> it's the most Mets thing ever, man. Mets gonna Mets. This is the nine Mets are my favorite baseball squadron, <laughs> right? And yeah. it's the it's this the incompetence of an organization in issues like that that also come up in baseball issues, right? We've seen this for years where the Mets, they went to the World Series in 2015. They came close to winning it. And since then, they have basically made every wrong decision a baseball franchise can make. Right. I know all sports fan bases come into the season being optimistic, and the Mets were one of them, right? The A, uh, not the AL, the NL East was looking pretty close. Ripe for the plucking. Ripe for the plucking. And yet the Mets have found some way to squander that opportunity. They, they, are, they, made, they made a lot of moves this offseason. Like, they were going for it. Right. They are currently 39-46. and 46. Uh, Baseball prospectus, which I'm going to be talking about a lot, I guess, gives them a 10% chance of making the playoffs. They are, what, 10 and a half behind the first place Braves. But here's the kicker. They, they've got a two-game winning streak, right? They beat the Braves, and they beat the Yankees yesterday, 4-2. to two. And that was a crazy game also. But before that, let me count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven-game losing streak. One of those seven games was a walk-off loss to the Philadelphia Phillies in which the Mets bullpen gave up six runs in the bottom of the ninth, right? It's... It's that way of coming up with the most absurd and creative ways to win. I mean, to lose, well, to lose baseball games. I don't think they're being very creative. This is a ball club right now that has more blown saves than saves. Right. So I think they're just giving, I think their bullpen's just giving it up. <laughs> they just, they just don't even care anymore. Right. Well, and they've got um, Pete Alonzo, is that his name? Yeah. Yeah, that guy is good. That guy should be NL Rookie of the Year, right? Probably. 
Uh, who else? Playing that. well, and then NL. Right. He's, um, having, he's having a record year. Yeah. The Grom is still on that team. He broke those first half home run records set by Aaron Judge and Cody Bellinger just two years ago. So. Yeah, that's impressive. Yeah. Do you think the Mets are going to be? I mean, they should sell at the trade deadline, right? I mean, who knows what the Mets are going to do? They're probably going to be buyers at the trade deadline. You know what I mean? <laughs> they're they're so poorly run. They're going to like trade their best players for a sack of magic beans and like <laughs> try to grow a magic bean stock in the center field. You know? <laughs> yes, yes, I do know. Uh, that would be the best thing for the Met, that the Mets could possibly do. Yeah. Now, they're also this is like. This is the 50th anniversary of their 1969 uh, World Series championship. We did a whole episode on that, so uh, find that because that was a very fascinating year in baseball history. The first year uh, where we had divisions, and so the first year with the league championship series that the amazing Mets, who were a sad sack franchise then also, they managed to win. So... Who who do you like right now in the East? I picked the Braves, and I'm still sticking with them. I think I picked the Braves, too. Yeah. Uh, fuck you. What's your name? Who? Is that what? guy who said the Braves weren't going to win yet last year? Oh, Woody Page. Yeah, fuck you, Woody Page. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Woody Page told us we were crazy when we picked the Braves. They've been on a hot streak. They're in first place in that division. The Phillies are still hanging around. So that'll be a uh, something to watch. But I think the Braves have the best team in that division. Before we go, I want to go back to the the London series, Sam. Yeah. Uh, not about the not about the games, but do you think that was having the games in London was a good idea? They're going to do it again. Do you think they should keep up? You know, do you think Major League Baseball should continue to market themselves in that way to England and to Europe? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think that, I mean, they sold that. They sold, they sold more than 60,000 tickets to each of those two games. Uh, you know, it was broadcasted in Europe and in America like it's a it's not a it was not a failure by any means it was a win-win for sure okay yeah um yeah. and i think that if that's the case and they're trying to spread the global brand of baseball which i mean i guess they should but i i don't know i feel like i have like mixed feelings about that i feel like baseball interest is failing here at home and they like are like oh we'll expand and it's like well your fan base is collapsing in the states you should worry about that yeah well they've gone they had oh here's a, a fun fact is that edwin encarnacion is now the first ever major league baseball player to play three games in a season in three different continents because he started the season with the Mariners and played in the Tokyo season that start, uh, Tokyo series that started the season, and then he played in this series with the Yankees in London. So that's pretty impressive. Well, not impressive. Fun fact. Yeah, good for him. Good for him. And so they also did the Mexico series. That was in Guadalajara, right? Yeah. Yeah. So well, yeah. I I don't know. I mean, I understand the the theory behind going to Europe with your wealthier fan base 
and your improved infrastructure to support. You know, they played in an Olympic Stadium in London, but I would push for Latin America and Asia more. Right. Better baseball. Yeah, better baseball, better fans. Do you think the most of the people who went to that game were Europeans or were American expats or were American tourists visiting London? Probably a combo. Yeah. Uh, you know, I didn't get to watch the games. I was busy, but. Oh, I watched the games with Jesse. We'll talk about that. It was fun. Um, but, yeah. I, I think that probably there were a lot of British people there. Okay. And, you know, apparently it was like the clubs got to do a lot of really cool stuff, too. Like, they there was like a banquet at Buckingham Palace or something, and they got to meet the, some prince or something. And it sounded cool. It sounded like a cool trip. So I think that you know, a lot of these baseball players don't actually like to travel overseas, but it's not, especially from New York and Boston, it's like a six-hour flight. It's it's about the same as to California, you know? Right, right. Yeah, did you see the uh, sausage race that they did? I heard uh, about it. I didn't see it, it. It was, who the hell was it? It was King Henry VIII. Right, Freddie Winston, Mercury. Winston Churchill, Freddie Mercury, and the Loch Ness Monster. Right. <laughs> Who decided that those were the fourth most English things they could think of? Well, it was a vote. Scottish. It, it was a vote. Oh, it was. Fans are dumb. Yeah. Well, also, wasn't it England that voted to name that boat Bodie McBoatface? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, okay, so maybe we're on to something. Right. Uh, I feel like that was a pretty tame lineup, you know what I mean? Right, you could have, I mean, there was no queens. I would have put some queens in there. Rock Monster isn't even a person. Yeah. I don't know. But I don't know who else I would have put in there. Yeah, Shakespeare maybe? I bet he was on the ballot and didn't win. Yeah, Shakespeare. The Beatles? Yeah, oh, you could have just had the Beatles. That would have been funny. Right. Yeah. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the A Block of Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast, where we talk about this week's headlines and hot takes in the sports world. Thanks so A-block. much. A Block. Thanks so much for listening to us. Again, check us out on all your social media platforms. Thanks to everybody who has been following us on Twitter at Dump on the Ump, Instagram, Dump on the Ump, and find our Facebook page, again, Dump on the Ump. Also, uh, we made T-shirts last week. I don't know if they're for sale yet, but if you're interested, let us know. Maybe we can figure something out. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, they're cool. They're cool. Um, all right, ladies pretty and gentlemen. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Thanks so much for listening. Have a good evening and a pleasant tomorrow. All my memories gather around her. Mine is lady. I have to make should have been that John Denver is an alien. <laughs>